Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17-year-olds. The NHL has to tread the water really carefully. Like, they don't even have a goalie. Like, what is, <laughs> what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But Where is this going? Oh so, no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. What is up, guys? I'm Megan. That's Shannon. We are the Slapshot Sweethearts. And today we are here with Rob Peterson. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Good to, good to chat hockey with y'all. Yeah, yeah we're happy to have someone... Uh, yeah, from the north with us for a change. Everyone's so used to hearing us talk east, east, east with a touch of Vegas, but don't you mean mass? Fun. You talk mass mutual, isn't that what you mean? Isn't that <laughs> oh, what you yes. guys? <laughs> I swear to God, the what? I'm the only guy in the media that's referring to the divisions by the sponsored names, and I'm like getting a lot of flack from that from the national media in Canada because I call it the Scotia North Division every day. And people like they're like, it's the Canadian division. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, it's the pandemic. I thought we were all in this together. I thought we were going to help the NHL out here with their sponsor names. But no, they're not buying it. So I, I assume you're talking about the Mass Mutual Division. I forgot that it was Scotia North until I saw something on your Twitter earlier today. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I obviously I know Mass Mutual. I'm from Massachusetts. But then the <laughs> other ones are not sticking in my head the same way. Well, hey, I simply other, couldn't tell you the rest. The other thing is, I'm I don't know who if you guys got a producer, how you found me. Like, I'm 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 pumped up for this interview, but I'm more excited to get you on my show to introduce you to my viewers, which we're going to make that happen sooner than later. But how in the world did you find this guy up here in the great white North where today it's like minus 25 Fahrenheit, if you can believe. Yeah. That's not that hurts. <laughs> I'm in the seventies in California, like Southern California living in. I'm like, Oh my God, my hands hurt. Um, I'm driving up north tomorrow, so that is not something that I want to hear in terms of driving farther north than Washington. Um, Define north. Define uh, North. New Hampshire, so not nowhere, not Canada, (laughs) you know, colder. Are we allowed in Canada? Uh, Yeah, you are, (laughs) but you have to wait. Once you come into the country, you have to wait 14 days uh, self-quarantine. And actually that happened with Pierre-Luc Dubois. That's kind of the big topic of what's gone on here in the last couple of weeks in the Pierre-Luc Dubois-Patrick Line trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Line goes to Columbus and had to wait 48 hours, I think, before skating with mm-hmm. the Blue Jackets. And then he made his debut like 10 days ago. And yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois just made his Tuesday night with the, with the Jets in Calgary. And he, his stat line was 0-0-0 minus 1, which I pointed out on my show today. And people were like... It's his first game. He only skated with his team for a couple of days. He's been in quarantine for two weeks. So that's what you're looking at if you decide to come to Canada, sitting by yourself in a hotel room, staring at the walls for 14 days. Well, like all of the American divisions right now in the NHL are just sitting in their hotels because they're all in COVID protocol. <laughs> you know, what did we say? 19 players as of February 9th from the Devils were in. Yes, from the Devils alone. Mm hmm which is crazy. They haven't had a game in weeks. (laughs) 
Well, okay, so we're diving right into it. So <laughs> the panelists up here, well, and one of them's Brian Burke. So I guess he's leaving Sportsnet to go to the Penguins, obviously, to be whatever the title is, director of uh, hockey. Yeah, director of like operations. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, you guys know Berkey. And he's like, these teams aren't going to get their games in. Like, well, they got a tight window to get 56 games in. And his biggest fear was that, we're going to get to the playoffs and teams aren't going to have their 56 games in. And how are we going to sort out who's supposed to be in the playoffs and who isn't? My thing is, I'm not as set in my ways as Berkey. I'm like, look, we're all making do with it. You know, so if we have to go, we didn't finish the season last year. They went by winning percentage, if you recall. Yeah. And there were teams that were upset that certain teams got in and others didn't. I think it's a legitimate complaint by Berkey, but my biggest fear is this, I mean, another analyst said, how come we in Canada have had zero COVID suspensions? Not one. We haven't missed a game. And yet it's absolute chaos in America. And I said, or at least it looks like chaos in America. No, it is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I haven't read it wrong then. And uh, I said, well, it's, it's, it's our COVID controls. Like in Ontario, home of two teams, the Senators and Leafs, it's in complete lockdown. Restaurants aren't even open. Like you can't go anywhere. So you can't really spread the virus anywhere. Whereas from what I understand, you mentioned Vegas. They are my favorite team. I call them Canada's team. That's a story for another time. But <laughs> like in Florida, my friends tell me they're rolling, rocking like there is no COVID. So Yeah, yeah we had someone on a live stream last week who was in Tampa and she was like, we were like talking about COVID and she was like, yeah, it's pretty normal down here. Like everyone kind of like does their thing. And I was like, I just got out of a uh, stay-at-home order in LA, and I'm just like happy to be outdoors. Yeah, let alone so, like eating inside. Yeah, so California is very similar to what's going on in Canada, you know. And and you know, I try to follow the news as much as possible. I refer to Sports Center as the news, just to give you an idea what's on, what I'm like. But anybody living in California is similar to what we have in Canada. And if you've noticed, no outbreaks with the sharks, ducks, or kings. So. Unless we, you know, immobilize these players, that might be the only way to finish the season. Yeah, like I know, the, I think the Kings have won, but in my head, I was just like, whatever, it's won, it's LA, that's going to happen. Yeah. But it's crazy how the difference here. Yeah, and I think a big part of it, at least that we were discussing offline, was how the NHL is kind of responding to those, you know, outbreaks and going into protocol. There's... Like, like we said, 19 people from the Devils organization, and they're postponing them day of as if they're going to have them play that game with their entire taxi squad. But that's not an accurate representation of a game either. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, you're going to ask – they're doing it in the NBA too. Are you going to ask those guys, those eight guys that aren't in protocol to go play, or are you going to, you know, postpone it and just give them a fair game later? Well, I think I think that's the rub. Because I don't want to name the team, but I heard from a team the other day that had to take their glass out behind the net. They're one of the team, or sorry, the glass out behind the player benches. And they were upset because they're like, we sold those tickets. <laughs> now what are we going to do? Like, And I think the problem in the three teams, as you know, are Arizona, Dallas, and Florida. They're the ones that have allowed fans. And what they're upset about is it's like, it feels like the health officials are making this up as they go along. It was fine. Till now. And now mm-hmm. you're going to say that the, the glass behind the benches is keeping COVID in a confined area? Maybe. But how do you know this? Like, why? Right. how all of a sudden did you bring this up now? So I guess it kind of goes to the fact that the health officials are in control. And back to Berkey's comment, I'm like, they just guys and gals are so set in their ways in hockey. I'm a little more open minded, I think, a little free flowing, just going, guys, we just got to go with it if we want to play. Another thing that we talked about was the the way they broke down the divisions, obviously, was to limit travel um, and do it by location, which in theory made sense because Canada wasn't going to go over the border to the U.S. And obviously that makes sense now because Canada doesn't have any outbreaks and the U.S. is rolling in them. But it also is then affecting competitiveness in terms of some divisions are significantly more competitive than others. The Central Division has not shown that they're going to be particularly competitive. And I was curious now that the Habs and the Maple Leafs are showing real signs of playoff potential. Obviously the Maple Leafs were going to have that in the beginning, but the Montreal Canadians were kind of a surprise, at least to me, 
what your opinion was when we do eventually get to a playoff, either bubble or playoff series, whatever it may be, if you think that those Canadian teams that are showing star power can kind of hold their own when they are playing other teams that aren't in their respective division. Well, oh, there is a Pandora's box. Like So <laughs> in Canada, everybody had a prediction how the standings were going to go of the seven Canadian teams. And not shockingly, Eastern Canada had the Leafs pretty much. Everybody had them number one and Montreal number two, but that's Eastern Canada. I, I'm like the Leafs, the, the, the team that lost to the Zamboni driver last year, you have them number one. But all of a sudden, here we sit today, they are the number one team in the entire NHL, not just the Scotia North yeah. division. So um, I had the Flames number one, incidentally, and uh, I tweeted at them the other day. I'm like, can you guys pick it up? Uh, I had you number one. You're making me look bad here. But just getting to the playoffs is going to be a monumental accomplishment, just right the way things are going. Um, Austin Matthews has had COVID and recovered, which nobody seems to want to talk about. I don't think NHL athletes are at risk of dying. Incidentally, so is Connor McDavid. I'd like to know how many other players have had it that we don't know about. Yeah. But I guess... Alex Ovechkin had antibodies, and that's why he was so upset that he had to go on COVID protocol. But he broke the rules (laughs) and broke the the health and safety rules. He had a hotel room party. He already had antibodies. What a major illustration that is of the difference difference between football players and hockey players yes i mean hockey players generally want to follow the rules like i'm not i wasn't the biggest ovi fan i've become an ovi fan the capitals assistant gm lives five minutes from me i see him walking with his wife almost every day and we've had talks about ovi obviously he's a huge ovechkin fan but anyways so they're gathering in a hotel room i'd like you to ask him how he stole Chara from me as a Bruins fan next time you see him on your walk, but that's unrelated. Pretty easy when the team doesn't want him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when we don't try to keep him, it's probably not that difficult, but the Capitals specifically, I'm curious how they got him. And he's been very good for the Capitals from what I can see in the little bits of the games that I've seen. But anyways, just back to those players, like they're gathering in their hotel room. I, I'm not sure they knew they were even breaking rules. Like, I worked in pro football for 20 years and I get football players. The fact that they couldn't figure out how to wear a mask for like two months, not a shock. I'm like, they're not Drove very, me crazy. Yeah, not very good at following rules. And it doesn't help when your coach is wearing a chin diaper. He's got it down here. And why would the players follow the rules when the coach isn't even following the rules? That's a football thing. Secondly, these guys have had their butts kissed their whole entire lives as the star of the family and the star of the school. So what you, I got to follow rules now. No, but hockey players, totally different thing. Like they're generally respectful. They want to follow the rules. My God, like there isn't, there's well in Western Canada, there's zero junior hockey going on. And that is dozens and probably close to a hundred teams aren't even playing. Right. So my point on being respectful, they're not even complaining about it. They're following the rules. And I think Obi was trying to do the same thing. So I didn't see any public comments from him after that he was suspended, but I could see why he would be upset. He's like, I'm not even sick. (laughs) Why am I suspended for four games? I got a goals record I'm chasing here. Right. Yeah. Like the only comments I saw, I know, were from Oshi when he was like, well, we're a bunch of guys who like to hang out with each other. Like, sorry, we're friends. And then I know Obi's wife had put something on Instagram in Russian and then someone had translated it. And like started distributing, and she was just like, "This is ridiculous!" Like they already had antibodies. Like this is unreal. And I'm like, "Stay, hold on, like <laughs> calm down." <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's unreal. Yeah, well, that's the thing is the players can't say it, but wives can, and uh, those are some interesting Twitter accounts for <laughs> when they do interviews. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. So, anyways, here we are. And we hope that they get back playing and there's no more outbreaks. But I mean, this just last week just had to be the most chaotic week for the NHL of the last 10 months, I would think, with all these teams dropping off, man, and wondering where they're going to make these games up. I don't think they've decided that yet. And then they've rescheduled games. It's like like Arizona, I'm not sure who they were supposed to play. It was one of the Minnesota, I think. And they're like, uh, okay, we can't play you. Okay, we're moving on. We're playing three games against this team. You yeah, know, so that's good on the NHL for finding a way to play, but not good yeah. in terms of getting uh, games. 
Yeah, and I had floated this to Shannon a while back, which we keep coming back to, like, maybe we'll have to do this. But I had said kind of similar to what college football had to do, be like, is there a point where they're going to get to where if you haven't played at least 40 games, you you don't qualify. Like, you've missed too much. You didn't follow the rules. You got COVID. You have to sit out. Like, do you think we could get to a point where that happens? Well, I didn't think about it till you said it, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I absolutely think that would could be a case. And you really did nail it. And the reason, the only reason I keep bringing up the NFL is because it's another pro league that's playing. Like with the Denver Broncos, where all of their quarterbacks were suspended for a game, and they made a defensive back start a quarterback. That was the NFL saying, "Guys, every other league's following it, but you, or every other team's following it, but you. So you got to play without a quarterback." I think the NHL. But here's the problem. Megan, is that is that in the collective bargaining agreement? Is that in the COVID protocol right. handbook that's the size of a phone book? Where's that rule that says if you didn't play 40 games, you can't qualify for the playoffs? I'm totally with right. you, but I also know how teams think. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's that looking back on it. Oh, yeah. Well, the, it's not our fault. Where does it say that it's in here that we can't make the playoffs? I could totally see that happening. And with the case of the Devils, there, you, you know, we, I guess they're the team that's missed the most games. What's to say they're going to make up 40 games? It doesn't look good now. Yeah, like there's no way they can get 19 guys off the list within the next week and a half so they can get back to games. And it's like in a season where it's so short, like missing a week is one thing, but missing multiple weeks continuously is so difficult on that schedule. And and I don't know if your friends have had COVID, but... Obviously, a ton of mine have. I assume you know some people that have. Now we're hearing stories of people getting it twice, three times, or, you know, the variants coming in, and you can Mm -hmm. get that too. So the fact, you would think with the flu, because I I worked 17 years in the Western Hockey League, we had a situation uh, where a, a hotel in Medicine Hat. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Was struck with Norwalk virus, which is like mini COVID. And every team stayed at that hotel. I know. And what our team went through there and our guys got sick. We played with 12 players, but it was a th- one night against the Medicine Hat Tigers. But it's like, once you get it, you're over it. Usually when you're traveling on a bus and you're in a confined space, staying in a hotel, it goes to the team and then you're good, right? It's like, you know, everybody go lick each other and uh, we'll be over this thing in, in a few days. And I literally COVID- said that yesterday. I was like, why can't these guys just like do what they're told? What are they doing? Just licking each other all night? Like... I don't know. There, there is a chance of that. <laughs> but I think the point is that if you can get it twice, back to the health officials sort of making rules up as they go along, it's not even really their fault. They're trying to do the right thing, but they don't know what this virus is going to do. So it's mm-hmm. absolute calamity for the National Hockey League. And I just applaud them for getting this far, but we're nowhere. What I, what I would like to see, because nobody's covering this, is what it is like from the inside. What's a player's life on a daily? We don't know. I talked to a few players that were in the bubble in Toronto, and it kind of depended on your life situation. Like, if you're a young single guy, you could still be living in a hotel, getting home room service, and have and having a blast, and playing on the golf simulator, and playing video games. And my God, sounds, most people would pay to live like that. Yet there were older guys that had a wife and three kids at home. They were like, you know, I'm not really into this. <laughs> and it showed in their play. You know, I'm not, I'm not, but those are just guys that I talk to. Like I, there's no media coverage of this. And I don't know if the NHL is like holding everybody at bay or it's, or you're not allowed to talk about it. That's possible too. 
but man, would I like to know what's going on inside. Yeah, I wish they would have like a documentary, like almost like a Road to the Winter Classic version of like a week in the NHL or something, which would just like give some type of insight, which like maybe if we saw the inside, I'd have a little more respect for the people who are catching it because maybe they are trying. But it's from the numbers, it's so hard to think that they're actually taking it seriously when it's just so continuous. And that's the thing. They actually did that for the Raptors in the NBA playoffs last year in the Orlando bubble. But that was the bubble. And I'm like, I've traveled with enough teams long enough. I got a pretty good idea what's going on here. They're working out, eating, playing, and sleeping, and that's it. And that's pretty much all that the documentary was. But here with the NHL anti-bubble, they're going home to their kids and wife. And those kids, I don't know, I assume they're going to school and they're exposed to all these other kids. And is the wife working? Well, it's the NHL, probably not. But that's what we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know like what- the Penguins had a snowball fight in Times Square. They did? Was anybody yeah. else? Was there oh, it was on that? social media. Like, they posted it, and I was like, my home, but like, dude. Not, not a Maybe not idea. the choice. No. Well, that's the thing. They are young men, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime situation. I kind of feel for everybody. And the other thing is, we all have our own fear factor when it comes to the virus, too. You know, it's just who's taking it serious, who isn't. You saw, you know... Tuka Rask is still dealing with the fallout and criticism yeah. for opting out of the bubble because of his family. Obviously, Shannon, you're a Bruins fan, so I'm sure you got thoughts on the whether you know whether he should have done that or not. But it's it's what I've zeroed in on is we all have to do what's best for us. Forget the we're all in it together. It sounds nice, but nobody's really living that way. So what's best for you? And Tuka did what was best for him. But guess what? In the NHL, that's not always uh it's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to win that debate either way. Like, he was either, if he stayed in the bubble and it came out that he had ignored a family issue, then it was going to look awful. If, when he left the bubble and he went to go deal with a family issue and he said in an interview, my head's not here, I've got stuff going on at home, I don't want to be here. He got ripped apart. He still gets ripped apart. Almost every time we have a guest or we go on a podcast, it comes up that mm-hmm. go left the bubble. And honestly, it, it's warranted because it's such an unprecedented situation, like you said. But I mean, I, there's no winning there. You know, like he did what, like you said, was best for him. But there's no way he's the only guy. If they go into a bubble now that there are so many cases, we debated this the other day. If they were to go into some sort of bubble format now and they missed months on end, there's no way that all every guy would make it to that entire, you know, series or season without going home, without leaving X, Y, or Z. Oh, I know. And I, it's that whole thing. I mean, Joe public says it would be a dream life to live in a bubble and make millions of dollars and play your sport. <laughs> I know I feel that way, but there are others that say it's like being in prison. Players said that it's like being in prison. And it's, it is, I guess, in a way, inhumane to expect them to go back and forth to their hotel. But I saw a PR guy for the Oilers put on Twitter last week. They were in Toronto, and he's, they were playing a couple of games against the Leafs. And he's like, okay, game's over. Back to my hotel room to talk to the walls for the next 48 hours. And I'm like, are you bragging or complaining here? A lot of people would like to do that. You know? And then I also I do a lot of work with the military and another career of mine, mental health. And those guys and girls go away for six-month deployments or longer for a fraction of what pro athletes are making. So <laughs> and I, I guess it just kind of depends on your on your vantage point or, like I say, what's best for you. Yeah, yeah. totally. I think there's also, when it comes down to COVID and this time in sports and stuff, there's been such different responses coming from, like, different countries for sports. I know, like, over in Europe, we see things with Premier League. It's, like, so different because it's actually happening. Like, do you think you've gotten a sense just within hockey of, like, a difference between American, like, support and Canadian no. support? Or or how we view the pandemic, you mean? Or how do you mean? Like, I mean, that and just, like, kind of, like, with hockey coming back. Like, are they, like, supporting it coming back? Are they being, like, maybe we should be, like, taking another minute before we hop back into sports? Like... Is there excitement? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It's, oh my God. How much time do we have? I mean, what a wonderful (laughs) topic. And it's nice to talk to some Americans about this because I'm surrounded by Canadians and I have an American mentality. So I don't, on a daily basis, feel like I even fit in here. But 
there are polls of the public saying, how do you feel about the government's response to COVID with these lockdowns and stuff? And like 70% of people are in favor of it. There's a lot of fear in Canada. So I work in junior hockey and um, those guys, the players, the coaches are going insane. The tra- they're insane. You know, the coaches are saying, we can't even keep our players' minds. Like, our players have checked out. You know, this is two seasons almost now that we've wiped out, two playoffs. And, like, let's get back playing. And the teams think, in every league that I've talked to, NFL, CFL, NHL, junior, it's like, as soon as we can get back to playing, we're going to just open the doors and we're going to fill the arenas. And I'm like, guys, no, we're not. And, like... Now I host a talk show, so I'm like I get their mentality, but I'm not in the same mentality anymore. There's a difference, and I saw the same thing with movie theaters. I saw the CEO of Landmark Cinemas, I think it was, or maybe it was Paramount in America, saying, "As soon as this is over, people are going to be flocking through the turnstiles at the theaters." And I'm like, "No, they're not." And that's twelve dollars a ticket, not three hundred dollars a ticket, like the Vegas Golden Knights or. The Oilers that you have to pay $600 for a ticket to watch the Flames come to town over the holidays. I'm not joking. I tried to take my family there a couple of years ago. I'm like, are you kidding me? Actually, a little over a year. So my answer, Megan, is it's a little depends on who you talk to. But mm-hmm. the leagues think that people are just going to flock to the stadiums. And I'm like, no, these polls are showing you that people are afraid of the virus. So even though maybe they get a shot in their arm, they're still worried about what they might catch at the arena and that kind of thing. So, and the other thing, my favorite topic is the money with the owners and the players in the NHL think that they're going to go right back to where they were. I'm like, boys, it's called a reset for a reason. This has been out of control. What you're making financially. I'm all for everybody making as much money as they can. Believe me, I am. That's the free market American, American dream. But if people can't afford to go to the games and they can't afford to pay two fifty for a jersey and all those hockey-related revenue things, all your salaries are going to drop. And that goes back to the sports people's mentality that, oh, they can't live without us. Uh, yeah, they can. You can so live I- without you just in our home. And I think that's something that the NHL, we debated all the time with the NHL's marketing is a really big topic for us just because as young people, we're like very into, you know, social media and trying to get all the virtual experiences that we can. And we're so frustrated in terms of where we can get NHL material at home. And we love jerseys. We love, like I said, social media, we have NHL TV, all these things. And there are still missteps by the NHL all the time. You can't see on like on Twitter, I'll scroll all day and I'll see like maybe one tweet from the NHL. They don't have any sort of promotion. I've seen one commercial one on NBC about Lake Tahoe, which is in a week. And I haven't seen anything else. They didn't do any special jerseys. They haven't done any sort of, you know, the NFL, or at least that I've seen the NFL does those like, end zone cams the nba sells virtual seats things like that i haven't seen anything like that from the nhl in terms of people engaging with their reverse retro jerseys or anything so we could go on a tirade forever about it but <laughs> i love i i'm just sitting here eating it up because that's one of my pet not pet peeves maybe pet projects i mean i love marketing we took a digital show of my own this rod peterson show to national television all because I was tired of fighting with leagues going, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Forget it. I'm tired of arguing with you. We're going to do it with our show, right? Just stay over there and we'll do our thing. And it's gone like crazy. But the Lake Tahoe game, I forgot about it. I'm so heated about this. Well, like, yeah, you obviously have your thoughts. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. Like you have this sport, which like, Hockey, like, I don't know if we're, like, settling for it. Like, we're not, like, the top sport in the U.S. We're not, like, even number two. There's so much potential for this sport, and they don't capitalize on any of it. Like, Tahoe should have their own jerseys. Uh, Reverse retros should be restocked. Like, if they're hurting so much financially, use your marketing resources to make this happen. Like, Shannon and I both would buy a Capitals Reverse Retro jersey but you can't find them. If it's hurting so much, why are things not happening that will actually get them revenue without putting people in danger in seats? Where did you get that jersey? 
the, the internet. <laughs> oh, so you're <laughs> saying you'd like to be able to walk into a store and get it? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, that's no, the, 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 the metro. So that one's yeah, this is just their new alternative jersey. Oh, you're saying a uh, oh, okay, like from okay. the reverse retro, like grouping. It's yeah. like they don't, they put out like a certain amount, and like the caps jerseys were gone so fast. About half the team's jerseys were gone, though. You can't get yeah. you can get the ugly ones, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need an ugly. I don't need to pay the two hundred fifty dollars, like you said, just to have a random jersey from a random team that I'm not that interested in. But with regard to Lake Tahoe also, kind of circling back to the COVID issue and the lack of marketing about it, we didn't realize until we were discussing last night after we recorded that the Flyers are on the COVID list and there's been no discussion about if they're going to have to postpone or not because they just started adding players to the COVID list and they're not going to be able to come off prior to Lake Tahoe. So all we have been able to see in terms of marketing is that one commercial that I've seen, which is quite frankly, not that well done, and that they have an ice rink on a golf course, and that's where they're going to play, which, like, whoop-de-doo. That sounds really exciting if I were a Bruins, Flyers, Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights player, and I were going to play on a golf course. Well, I'll tell you what. I can tell you from a league perspective how they look at that is they think that we're suckers and we'll wear anything, right? That, that's the one thing. Let's just put it out and they'll buy it. And we probably will. That's our fault. But <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just interesting with, like, have you guys been to Canada, gone to games? Like, have you spent any time here? I've never been to Canada. I've been to Canada, but not for, like, hockey games. Where'd you go? Uh, Tremblant. Mont Tremblant, Quebec? Oh, beautiful. So when I used you, to go, like, every year. So when you got there, did you get a hockey vibe or a Montreal Canadiens vibe at all? Or no? No. No, but you're there to ski, so you're not really. Yeah, I was gonna say we were there for like skiing stuff. Like... Oh, yeah, it's a resort town. Well, yeah. My point is with you, I think about this stuff all the time. Hockey is so bloody big. It's it's all there is. Forget about one, two, three, and four. It's one, two, three, and four. And my dad worked for the Dallas Stars for 26 years as a scout, living up here, 30 miles south of where I am right now. So I get the whole Sun Belt hockey thing. But I also get that I was raised in the game. And like, for instance, when SportsCenter comes on, it's 45 minutes of NHL highlights and then 15 minutes of whatever else might be going on. Like, did the Blue Jays sign somebody? What did the Raptors do tonight? But it's all hockey all the time. And frankly, I'm totally here for it. But we don't get the NHL network in Canada because of a fight between whoever owns the NHL network and whoever owns the NHL play-by-play rights. Can you imagine not having the NHL network in Canada? Like it's, it defies logic. And I've had people try and explain to me why that is. And I'm like, you're still not explaining it. Well, this hurts the NHL to not have NHL network in Canada, but I don't even know where to start from here. Like for instance, with the football team that I worked for for 20 years, pro football team, our stadium sat empty for a year. The season was wiped out. They flooded the field of the football stadium, and they have public skating there from 7 a.m. until 9 at night all day long. And the from people all across the province are coming. They have to log in, put their name in like hour-long blocks to go skating on the. Can you imagine, like down the road to for the Redskins where they play, or uh, you know the new football stadium in LA that you could go public oh, skating. SoFi, that would be nice. I could wish you know, not at Landover where the. Uh, Washington football team plays. That's an awful stadium, but I, I understand. I don't want to go there. You get the whole. So go to SoFi. Like I want to go to that stadium so bad. We did a whole episode recently about the blackouts and all of the cable access issues with the NHL because in the U.S. there are multiple different cities that won't even stream your local game because of cable disputes. So I know particularly the red the Red Wings are an example where they don't even get games if it's like their local you know, New England Sports Network, whatever that may be, they don't even have one of those anymore because of cable disputes. And then if you have NHL TV or anything like that, they black out your local location. So you can't watch, you know, I can't watch Capitals games on NHL TV. And Megan, yeah. and then once, once I get home to Jersey, like I'm only in LA for another like four to five weeks. When I get back to Jersey, I don't get the Devils. I don't get the Rangers. I don't get the Islanders or the Flyers. I'm blocked off from at least half of all East games. And my main team is the Pittsburgh Penguins and I will not get to watch them play. So, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Do you like in Canada, we have NHL center ice and this is actually the first year that I've bought it and I'll explain why in a second. But if you buy, what's the NHL, it's game center from NHL. We have NHL TV. So, so if you buy that, you still don't get the games. No, they yeah. So like I pay, I pay $25 a month for Shannon and I to supposedly get all the hockey games, but if it's in within a certain distance of you, you cannot watch it. Well, that's so, like, just- I'm in LA and I can't watch Anaheim or the Kings. Oh, I oh, for territorial re- right. Well, that's just hurting the NHL. I'm, uh, who does that favor? That makes no sense. Um, but it's just so you know, because we kind of started this and then I cut you off when I asked, how did you find me? Where I'm situated, we're in what I call the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. We're right between Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton. And the beautiful thing is we're in all their TV regions. So my teams have been the, the stars for 26 years, and then my dad retired. Then the Arizona Coyotes, because my buddy owned the team for four years, and then he sold. And now it's the Vegas Golden Knights, because it's all my buddies that are running the team. Yeah. So the point is, they play. They uh, None of those. Teams. I know. Should I change? Yeah. So, the, uh, so anyways, the Flames, Oilers, or Jets are always playing one of those teams. So I didn't have to pay $200 for NHL Center Ice. I got it on my free cable, just depending on who they're playing. This year... We only get the Canadian games, yeah. and that's it. So the home opener for the Golden Knights, if I recall, was it Anaheim they had in there? It was Arizona. It was Arizona. And I'm like, whoa, I can't get this. This won't do. And I'm on the call of my cable carrier going, what do I got to do to get center ice? And like within minutes, I had it, and, and away we go. And I don't even know why I got into that story. But TV rights are a very hot topic up here right now because what the fans are saying is you're not allowing us to go to the games because of covid so let us watch every game at least what's wrong with you and the nhl still is instituting blackouts because of broadcast agreements and it's got a lot of people very angry in canada that's my to wind up a long story yeah no we we totally relate to that i'm just (laughs) i've just been so heated for so long about the blackouts of it all and i just want to watch hockey yeah, it shouldn't, be that hard. It. shouldn't be that hard. No, it shouldn't. On one of our earlier episodes, we had Dale Arnold on from Nesson. And so when the games came back, because we did a season preview with him, when the games came back, I was like, oh, I'm like really excited to watch this Bruins game on NHL TV because I hadn't seen one of the games yet or in a while, honestly, because I've been in D.C. for five years. So only when they played on national TV would I get a game and it wouldn't be a Nesson game. So I was excited to get the Nesson coverage. And I was like, Honestly, I can't wait to watch intermission. Like I haven't seen like Jack and Brick and Dale and all these guys. And I go and they don't even cover intermission for some of the local channels on NHL TV because of streaming rights. They only do the game by gameplay and they only get the intermission reports for the NBC sports affiliates. So yeah, they have this like nice little background graphic of like pushing water on the ice and then like the <laughs> NHL logo. Yeah. And then it's like intermission in progress. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> doesn't, it feel, doesn't it feel like the Stone Age? Right. I'm like, am I illegally bootlegging this? Like, no. Like, we paid for this. Well, I'm going to take a lot of things away from this interview, but the one is going to be the Lake Tahoe game because last year, just last year, it feels like a decade ago, the Winter Classic in Dallas um, was awesome. We obviously all watched it on NBC and the few hour pregame show. And my dad, just passed away a couple of years ago, but 
all his scouting buddies were saying to me, oh my God, if your dad was alive, you guys would have all gone down there as a family and you would have been to the game and it would have been the greatest thing. And I'm like, yeah, 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 it would have been. And they had the belt buckle logo and my God, like I watched the game over a few times. And then the only thing I can say about the lack of hype for this game, and I see it with other leagues, is like literally their house is on fire. They just don't want you to know. <laughs> like, I think the NHL is busy dealing with COVID stuff and keeping players safe and rescheduling games and all that. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's this hockey game over here that we're playing on a golf course or whatever it is that they're doing. And it's just, they just, it's not a priority. You know, they yeah, I, I feel like they committed to it, not realizing how many other things that we're going to have to deal with. And now they're like, oh, crap. Like, we might not even be able to play this game. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like thinking, oh, we solved this problem. We made divisions. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Well, it's, it's totally in defense of the NHL. That's all I can say. But I, another thing that I wanted to mention to you was last year when the NBA playoffs, they all the players yanked their, you know, the teams yanked the players off the court because of Black Lives Matter. And if you do you remember in the NHL, the playoffs were going on and the NHL just got eviscerated because they yeah. weren't pulling their players off the ice. And I'm like, look, I don't know where you guys are on this, but I'm like, the NHL has their own causes. Like, hockey fights cancer. The NHL does a great job of what they do. Why is the NHL getting dragged into Black Lives Matter? It's not like they don't care about Black Lives, but just look at the percentages of the race in the game. Like, I just, the NHL just kind of seems like, sorry for saying, but an old boys club, we've done this, we've done it this way. Yeah, we've done it this way for 100 years. Why are you involving us in this? You know, and I, I felt bad for the NHL. I think there's that 49th parallel is a gigantic, it might as well be the Great Wall of China in terms of how the NHL is viewed on each sides of the border, right? Up here, it's the biggest thing in the world. And you guys aren't old enough, I guarantee it. But in the 90s, we were dying in Canada, dying. Every team was bad and we weren't selling out. And the dollar was terrible. The U.S., the Canada dollar, like a Canadian dollar is worth like 78 cents of an American dollar. We were dying and Gary Bettman didn't care. Do you want to know where the tradition of booing Gary Bettman came from? Do you know how that started? No. Every time he showed up in an NHL arena for the draft or they showed him on a big screen at a game in Montreal or Vancouver, he got booed because he didn't care about Canada. In Gary Bettman's defense, he figured it out. He realized, oh, wait, we need to create some sort of competitive imbalance in here because this is where our fans are. Like the TV contract right now with Rogers Sportsnet in Canada is $5.2 billion. What's the American TV contract? Peanuts. I was going to say, uh, I don't know, NBCSN is going away, so <laughs> we don't so, even know. But that's where that's where Gary, to his credit, and I've met him a few times, and again, initially I didn't like him, but I really like him now, because the Heritage Classic was here last year at Mosaic Stadium, and I spent mm-hmm. some time with him, and Gary figured it out. But it's just, here it's so iconic, and every other league tries to fight in the shadow of the NHL. And in America, I have ESPN on a fire stick here, Amazon fire stick. It's all I watch. And they never, obviously ever, ever talk about the NHL. I don't Yeah, opening that. night, yeah. opening night. I saw them like turn something on. I texted Shannon. I was like, Shannon, they're talking about hockey. They're talking about hockey. And then like, by the time she like saw the text, it was over. Was it Barry Melrose or who? It was, was it? I don't even remember who it was. It was literally just like a preview of like, Oh, there's a game happening tonight. It was, literally it was also like at two o'clock in the afternoon. Eastern. Yeah. Time. Well, it's just funny because my wife, she's working from home and every morning she, I have ESPN get up on. And so on Monday she said, what's today? What is today? Wednesday? Maybe it was yesterday. She goes, uh, well, the NFL season's over. What are they going to talk about now? And I'm like, the NFL for 12 straight months, they will be talking. You know, they're going to talk about college football because those power rankings came out yesterday. Uh, that's somewhat nauseating and the NFL draft, <laughs> but I'm just saying it would, it's heaven. It would be heaven for you guys to come to Canada, just to sit in a hotel and quarantine and watch TSN because it's constant hockey highlights. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody, Shannon, can, let's go. <laughs> yeah, nobody complains about the lack of NHL network up here, but me, because we get it all on our two main sports networks, TSN and Sportsnet. That's all that they devote their time to. So I don't really need it. It's just I would like to hear somebody else's opinion besides 
the guys like Elliot Friedman and Brian Burke and just, you know, Bob McKenzie, Darren Dreger, they're, they are all friends of mine. That's not slamming them at all, but I like to hear everybody's opinion and you just don't get it. You get it crammed down your throat every single day <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, speaking of other opinions on TV, you have your own show. Mm-hmm. Like how did in the world of sports, you've talked through so many, like how did you get here? To doing this show? Yeah. Um, well, I just, I did uh, radio in the Western Hockey League for 17 years. I broadcast the World Juniors on radio. I did Canadian Football League play-by-play for 20 years. And then the team and I had a divorce like two years ago. And I say it's the first divorce in the history of the world that both sides were happy. And I was just kind of sitting there going, what now? Like I work as a recovery coach in mental health and substance abuse with athletes and entertainers and military. And I'm like, I'm just going to go do that because that feels a lot better. I just don't like the way pro sports has gone. Just, you just, it's, it's not like it used to be. And then I had some guys come to me and say, Hey, would you consider hosting a Facebook live show? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm down with that. And they said, well, just, just give it a try. Nobody else is doing it in this country. Will you just try? And all of a sudden that was June 3rd, 2019. We started and today was our 418th show. And it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And the secret sauce of that show is we converse with the viewers. They write in on Facebook Live and like, whatever you want to talk about, guys, let's talk about it, right? And and we just go back and forth between hockey and football and a little Blue Jays. And then there's this channel, Game Plus Network, that was paying attention to us. And you might have heard of Fight Network and Game Network. You probably have it on your cable packages. Well, Game Plus is the third cousin of that group. And they said, we're a gaming channel. We... We uh, target millennials, and we think your show would fit really good with us. We're looking to fill airtime. Would you consider being on our channel? And then that just took off like lighter fluid. So now we're on TV every day for two hours all across Canada, 31 states, and growing. We're still on Facebook and YouTube, so we still have that viewer interaction. But very quickly, it became amongst the players this is the show to get on because Rod has the players back. So when players get cut or traded or the teams can really make you look bad, believe me, I, I lived it. Um, so obviously you wouldn't watch it down there, but today we had on some free agent pro football players that their agent put on. It's like, my, my players got something to say. Can he get on your show? And I'm like, absolutely bring him on. So now we, then we send the players a, a two-minute clip of their interview. They're tweeting it, putting on their Instagram. The players all want to grow their brands and get their followers up. So it's become just the show. It's, you know what it is? It's Canada's Pat McAfee, Canada's Spit and Chicklets is kind of what it was. And and um, I'm just having a lot of fun at it because I've been in the business 32 years. I'm 48 years old. And we had a huge clash uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, who's the biggest guest we've ever had? Don Cherry? Or Paul Bissonnette. <laughs> and it's like, so anybody 40 and over said, What's, what are you talking about? It's Don Cherry. And anybody under the age of 30, it's like, obviously it's biz nasty. Hello. You know, so it's, we're kind of catering to both crowds. And uh, it's just a heck of a lot of fun. And actually, I, I pulled this up. In Washington, D.C., it's available Game Plus Network on RCN cable. So I don't know what your cable oh. or, 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 yeah, I don't even know if you are a, maybe you're a cord cutter, but. RCN cable carries the Game Plus network. That's what we're on in Washington, D.C., also Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, and Boston. And and you, Megan, are in California. It's on TDS cable in uh, California, but also Oregon and Washington State. So, again, I have a ton of fun with this. We have a text line for those that aren't watching the digital show. They'll text in if they're watching on TV. This guy wrote me from Biloxi Beach, Mississippi last week going... One of the uh, predators going to be any good? Can you talk about the predators? Like they've been terrible forever. And I'm like, you're from where? Biloxi <laughs> Beach, Mississippi. And he just stumbled across us on his cable, flipping through channels. And so I'm like, okay, well, all you American teams that aren't getting coverage that you want, fire us your questions, and we'll bring on people that you want to bring on. So I, people are still getting their mind around the fact that I can text the guy that's in my what? You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody's doing it. So we're kind of at the cutting edge of the spear. And I, I was a little upset really early on to the launching our show, a guy from CBC, which is like, you know, our NBC 
big time news reporter wrote me and he's like, I'm so jealous of you, of what you're doing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You go to work every day, downtown Toronto on front street on CBC. You've got the golden, you know, the golden ticket. And he goes, you can say whatever you want. Like you're not constrained by court. You don't have like standards and practices telling you this isn't allowed. Absolutely nothing. No rules. The only thing is, is that like there's nasty, obviously you guys listen to spit and chicklets, I assume. Like, I don't actually, I, I would have said Don Cherry to your prior questions. So. Yeah, well, I say, I think we both had the opposite answer. Okay. Well, that's totally fine. But if you've listened to it, it's like F this, F that. And I'm like, I yeah. just, I can't bring myself to do that. I mean, when we turn the camera off, I'll swear like a trucker. I was in hockey my whole life, but that's I can't me. in front of the screen swear like that and then we went to national television so when we had paul b Sinet on he was in his living room in arizona i'm like biz you know we're on national tv right they told you to watch your language and he's like oh yeah yeah i'm good so he can really turn it on and off when he when he wants to so anyways yeah. thanks for allowing me to talk about the show but it's i'm very pot- passionate about what i'm doing now like i was just ready to turn my back on the industry i'd had enough because it's just changed so much yeah. and uh we're at a we're at a new way of doing things and it's fun every single day it's it's fun to go into work which is nice yeah that's awesome how is like your like day-to-day change since like the world kind of shut down it hasn't because we're still on the air we have a small that's staff fun. of like five people and um but i still broadcast junior hockey and that's that hurts i it, it just physically hurts for my friends we did some virtual games like some simulated computer games which kind of scratched the itch a little bit but just the coaches are sitting back they were worried about whether they were even getting it paid or not and uh just a couple weeks ago the government made an announcement that they were going to give four million dollars total to the western hockey league teams in this province and to the saskatchewan junior hockey league teams major uproar major uproar from the public because they're like they're hockey teams. What are you talking about? How do you how do you prop them up? And it's well, they're not playing. Like they're going to go out of business. So how's yeah. my life changed? Mostly, I said to my wife, all I do is go in and do two hours a day and come home and we watch Netflix and NHL. Like I'm kind of loving this. But <laughs> honestly, but, the good life. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But and she's d- totally down with it. However, in normal times, pre-pandemic, I'd be on the road racing somewhere to do a game on TV somewhere around the province and that's not happening. And mm-hmm. the good thing is we know that it will come back at some point, but it's extremely painful for the young, the 19 and 20 year old hockey players whose lives are dictated by the way their career ends in junior. Like are you going on to university or college? Or are you going on to pro? They're not even playing. And, yeah. and I talked to a scout the other day. I don't mind saying who it was rich Sutter. If you guys remember the famous Sutter brothers, he yeah. works for Columbus and Richie's like, he's just, he's losing his mind. He was on his way to Calgary to watch the flames and jets. And he's like, I got to go watch a live game. I got to go watch a live game. Like it is, people don't understand. You can't scout a game off TV. You can't. I look at things that people don't look. I want to see who's the first guy on the ice for warm up. I want to see who's the last guy off the ice at warm up. I want to see how he's interacting with his teammates and TV doesn't show that. So, I mean, there are people climbing the walls and losing their minds in Canada, not the least of which it's minus, what did I say, 25 Fahrenheit. So you can't really go outside or you'll die. So we're all <laughs> kind of uh, cooped up. And I'll say I'm fine. There's a lot of people that aren't fine. Right. How's that? Yeah, totally makes sense. I got to ask this because this came was my first question I thought of before. On your desk, when you are announcing interviews any of it you've got a lot of helmets toys memorabilia (laughs) do you have a favorite item on that desk you know what's funny everybody asks me it's funny you say that um the red helmet that's like right by my left elbow Mm -hmm. a football helmet and it was from the university of calgary dinos and they came up to one of our (laughs) yeah they came up to our one of our guys at a game in winnipeg like really early on in our show. And they're like, we watch this show every day. Rod talks about stuff that none of the networks do. Take this helmet and put it on your desk. So the first is the one that I love the most. But I think recently Clark Gillies was watching our show on Long Island, the Islanders legend, Hall of Famer. And he's like, Rod, you got all these bobbleheads on your desk. You don't have one of me. 
So I'm going to send you one. So he autographed it, Clark Gillies, New York Islanders bobblehead, and I put it like right in front. So everyone means something to me because most when we were playing, I would be sitting at a game in the press box or a luxury suite if we weren't doing a game. And the PR guy from the team would come up and go, oh, here's the bobblehead from our team on behalf of the Prince Albert Raiders. Would you please consider putting this on your desk? So every single one of those has meaning. So I love yeah, them be- all. Yeah, it became a money spot there to have that on, on well, the show all the time. For, I know. And it's it's getting, obviously, a little crowded. A guy was watching. <laughs> no, he needs that microphone. Well, yeah. What guy, <laughs> no, who needs it? A guy was watching in St. Louis today. And he goes, uh, Rod, let's talk about your cluttered desk. And I'm like, I said, I don't come to your house and pick apart your decor. Don't come into my house and pick apart mine. And I was kind of tongue in cheek, but kind of not. Because... Listen, I don't know if you guys have haters or critics with what you do. I've got a million, and I've never really understood what's with a hater. Like, that's not my thing. Like, if I walked into McDonald's and said, you guys aren't doing your burgers, right? You know what they would say? There's the door. (laughs) Beat it. What makes anybody think that they can tell me what to talk about, how to talk about? They've got to go out of your way to write the comment. Like, just turn me off. Like, just turn me off our show. That's like well, our thing is like we can just get hate just for being girls, period. Do you? And it's like, yeah, it's when they see your girl there, you're like, oh, you're cute, and I'm like, that's not the point of the show, though. Or they're like, you're a bunch of girls. What do you know? And you're just kind of like, okay, you don't have to watch. Like, if you don't want to hear what we have to say, then don't listen. Well, it's funny because when I saw the Slapshot Sweethearts podcast, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I was, well, I'm, I have three daughters, by the way, so trust me, I get it. I'm, that's why I'm so comfortable talking to you guys. I get the language. A lot of guys wouldn't would they would be awkward probably, but I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, there's a podcast in Vancouver called the Broadscast, and those girls they talk about whatever they want, but it's like imagine the uproar in Canada, major liberal country. They're like that is so offensive to women. But, but. well, the girls they loved it. <laughs> They're like, we'll take whatever pub we can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the other thing, my niece is a hockey player, and she just uh, committed to Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh. And my brother's like, oh, man, well, I can't wait. I, we're going to Pittsburgh. You're coming with me, and we're going down there. And we're never coming back. We're going to watch Robert Morris play every weekend, and we're going to get out of this crappy country in the lockdowns. And uh, so she's a hockey player. And it's funny because I asked her. I interviewed her a while back, my niece, on my show. And I said, okay, I always ask young hockey players, who do you pattern yourself after? And I haven't seen her play for a while. And uh, she goes, Christopher Le- Christopher Letang. And I'm like, right, Christopher Letang. He's one of the greatest defensemen in the world. And then I go and watch her, and I'm like, oh, damn. She looks like Christopher Letang, a female Christopher Letang. So uh, I'm all for I hope she doesn't it. get hurt as often as Letang does these days. She's never, no, touch wood, she's never been hurt. But um I give her dad a lot of credit. I mean, this is, I don't know how deeply into hockey training and stuff you guys are, but since she was a little kid, they would pass eggs back and forth with their hockey sticks wow. on the ice. And that's how soft her hands were. So it was, do you know what I mean? They didn't pass pucks, they passed eggs. Yeah. And the whole yeah. idea was to not break the egg, and she doesn't. So, anyways, I'm all for women in hockey. I actually think there should be more. Um, but I mean, for you guys, the sky's the limit. And I think it's totally awesome what you're doing. So I, that's why I want you on my show. And let's get the word out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. More than willing to come on your show. We really appreciate it after everything you just said about it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, about the show? Well, I'm I'm pleased that you, that you caught it. And uh, like I say, if you ever get a chance, it is on in Washington, D.C. And it I'm is. I'm definitely going to go check that out when we finish, when we finish up here. <laughs> okay, beauty. I'll have cable in like four weeks. <laughs> then I'll look. When you go home. Yeah. So where you're going yeah. to New Jersey? You're going to New Jersey? Yeah, I yeah, on the shore in Jersey. Oh, cool. I uh it's on Optimum Cable in New Jersey. I didn't pull this out for this interview, but I actually wrote it all down because I had a guy in Long Island, he was watching on Optimum, and he goes, I get more information in two hours on the NHL than I get in a month in New York. He goes, That's why I watch. And I just, yeah. I, I can't get my mind around that either. Like I spent a lot of time in Arizona in the winter time and it's killing me that I'm not there. And now Vegas. And I just can't imagine Vegas is pretty good for hockey coverage, but they've only been around for five years. 
like Arizona, it is nothing. It is a, it is a rumor in Vegas or in Arizona, the NHL. I just couldn't imagine living like that. that Are they at five already? This is, uh, 2015 was their first year. Sorry. It's their fourth season, fifth year in existence. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I was like, this feels so much shorter. It's like shorter and longer all at the same time. Cause like I like Vegas because I'm a flurry girl inside out. Like I followed him from Pittsburgh. I was like, wherever he goes, I'll go. Like if he goes somewhere else, I'll get the Jersey again. But like, for me, it's just like so weird to think that they've been around that long. And I'm like, I've had my Jersey for what, like a year and a half now. Well, when I mentioned their fifth year, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. So they got the franchise in 2015 and I was there. And all those guys running at the time when it was announced. And Kelly McCrimmon worked in this league for 30 years. And uh, their whole staff is Brandon Weekings, if that means anything to you guys. And so I guess I kind of go back to year one. I should forget. I forgot that it wasn't year five on the ice. But I had a, one of the sponsors of my show the other day said, hey, my, my nephew is turning six. Can you get me something from the Golden Knights? Something that a cool uncle would get him? Because you can't. I mean, there's a lot of Golden Knights merchandise for sale in this province. But nothing team specific you know i'm like from within within the team so i texted my buddy and i said can you go down and get a like flurry to autograph a hat or something or a puck and so this is what my friend said he goes i would sob well so uh listen i don't want to go on too long because it's your show but i he texted me back and he goes we haven't seen the players face to face for 10 months Wow. And his office is in the rink. And I didn't dig into this. This is where I said, man, would I love to see what the protocols are for the players. Nobody's talking about it, right? But he goes, how about if I get you a practice jersey? He's like, you guys going to have to pay for it. Like, I'll have to get his credit card number. But how about a, 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 a Golden Knights practice jersey? Flurry. And I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. And maybe throw a couple on there for me, too. You know? <laughs> I'm like, and let's remember, he's six. So it would be like a night gown for the kid uh uh uh, practice jersey but when i did go to the just last year i went to the golden knights they said come on down they put us up gave us tickets to two games my brother and i went and they put us up in the team hotel and we went to the practice and i've never seen anything like it in my life there was well the rink was full whatever it holds 1500 for the practice rink and as soon as the golden knights came on the ice Everybody got on their feet and went nuts. I'm like, it's practice. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? I've never seen anything like this. And then when practice was over, Flurry wasn't playing that night. It was before Robin Leonard, the other guy played, Subban. Subban. Yeah. And uh, Flurry lined up to sign autographs for all these kids that were waiting. Well, I had gone out to my car to take a call. I can't remember what I was doing. I come back into the rink and I missed the Flurry thing. And I said to my my brothers, like, you wouldn't believe it. Flurry just met all the kids and took pictures and signed autographs. I'm like, who does that? And he's like, well, he's like, if I'd known, I would have come out and got you. I get if you would cared that much. I'm like, obviously, I care. I'm a flurry <laughs> guy too. But I can tell you, I don't believe there's another team in the NHL that sells out their practices and does the things the Golden Knights do. I want to go to a Vegas game so bad. I like text Shannon. I was like, so uh, they're playing in April in Arizona. Like <laughs> I like price out. I was like, I'll cover the hotel and everything. Like, let's just go. Well, save up. You would, it would be a lot cheaper to f- see them on the road than at home because the tickets that we had, I think it was like $700 us for both. And thank God the golden Knights, the golden Knights gave them to us or I wouldn't have gone, but, have you been to a game? It's like every home? playoff game I went to for the Pens and Caps. It's just like ridiculous amounts. Have of you money. been to a game in Arizona? No. No. So when my friends, my friend owned the team, uh, I'm trying to remember how it worked. It was Larry Fitzgerald night. They were honoring the Cardinals receiver. The Penguins were there, so the rink was sold out, and 80 percent of the arena was cheering for the Penguins, which really ticks the Coyotes. We travel off. well. Yeah. Exactly. And anyways, he's like, I don't have enough tickets for my suite. So he's like, just go buy a ticket at the box office and then I'll get you in my suite. You know what I mean? Like, he goes, I don't have a ticket to hand you because I've given out all four teams to go buy one and I'll just sneak you in. So I went to the box office and the cheapest ticket for the uh, Coyotes and Penguins was $50. So not everybody's like the Golden Knights. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's incredible. 
Well, thank you for coming to like hang with us. I have final three questions we ask everyone. One, you've kind of answered, but I need a definitive one. Who's your favorite NHL team? <laughs> well, it does tend to rotate, but right now it's the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights. I hope it is for a, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite mascot? <sighs> for the lack of any others, I I guess I'd have to say Gritty. <laughs> He's certainly the most famous <laughs> mascot. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, I love him. She hates him. So <laughs> I don't know of too many other mascots. It's a really good question. We have a whole episode on it. Check it okay. out. Um, I'd recommend checking him out. <laughs> yeah, they're actually pretty cool, a lot of them. Actually, I don't even like Gritty, but he's the he's the one that came to mind. For, but, well, the other day when he was posing for the painting nude, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> so they, <laughs> you can't argue that. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I find that's so disturbing. I can't. Me and the me and the New Jersey Devil like to team up in our hatred of Gritty and Shannon. It was it was disturbing. But it's memorable. Right. So you, you yeah. do it, so he's doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. And then last one, favorite stadium snack or beverage. Well, I'm a big arena food guy. I will I like just about anything, but I'm usually looking for the best hot dog. Pretty like I'm a pretty it's standard nice. guy. I'm looking for the best hot dog. The arenas now, man, uh, I won't go any longer on this other than they think they need to offer sushi and wraps and i'm like give me a hot dog and popcorn and i'm happy what are you doing people aren't coming here for the fancy food so there's a at capital one arena where the capitals play there is a build your own like taters hot nacho bar and you put it in like a touch screen machine and it comes it literally comes out like a robot of your thing of t- tater tot i've never gotten it but you get like tater tot nachos and they just put every topping you want out like a Disney movie, basically, like a machine that just puts it on top for you. Well, I was going to ask if it's worth it, but uh, I don't think so. No, I think it's like twenty dollars to build tater tots. <laughs> well, I will <laughs> say the best hot dog in the world is the Bell Center in Montreal, the home of the Canadians. They toast That's the buns. Reason to like the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is internationally known in the hockey world that the Bell Center in Montreal is the best hot dog in the world. They serve them in the press box, but you can also buy them downstairs, back on the concourse. And uh, I'm I'm a hot dog guy, so there you go. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, guys. Rod Peterson, tell them where they can find you on social. Uh, at Rod Peterson, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the show airs noon to two daily on Game Plus Network. But you can also watch on YouTube Live and Facebook. And who am I going through to line you guys up? Jake, is that your agent? Yeah, we can talk about it offline. I got you. Okay, well, yeah, dumb me doing it here. Okay, I'm going to get one more screenshot. And guys, thanks. I really appreciate the visit. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.